Hello and welcome to the third episode of Life Around the World podcast. I'm your host, Katerina. I hope you have enjoyed the first two episodes. And today we have a new guest here. Um, he's also my classmate from the MBA. He comes from all the way from Argentina. So welcome, Federico. Thank you very much, Kate. <laughs> a pleasure to be here. Well, thank you for, for coming. How are you, first of all? Because we've just had a heated <laughs> chat. Yes. Uh, well, of course, we are at the um, ending of our MBA. So a little bit uh, with a mix of emotions yeah. uh, between tired and, I don't know, overwhelmed. So yeah. I, I always play with my words. You know me very well, uh, metaphoric. So uh, I always... A joke that I I was living in Italy since I'm a, a young uh, boy because it felt like Italy in my in my nonny grandparents' house in Argentina, uh, watching the Azzurri in the television, reading yeah. the Gazzetta dello Sport. <laughs> so kind of weird, uh, and I always have this illusion of coming to Italy. Mm -hmm. I visit my, my family uh, twice in Monte Cadere Terme, Tuscany, uh, but now I'm finally, finally here. Some things, it yeah. feels like my grandparents' house. Okay. So in some way, I'm confirming what I felt before. Okay. But uh, of course, that 70%, mm. 80% is absolutely new. Different. I don't know if it's much different because considering that uh, 30 years ago in Argentina, 80% of the population was uh, had um, Italian roots. You can imagine that things um, are similar, similar mm -hmm. in some sense. A developed, very developed country, but at the same time very oldish, uh, maybe in that aspect. Okay. Uh, I was yeah. living in Australia, New Zealand before, a couple mm -hmm. of years ago, so now I'm in a much bigger economy, mm -hmm. but that struggles much more in some senses, so yes. in that sense, maybe. Okay. And going back to Argentina, you live in Buenos Aires? Exactly. Is it a big city? It's a tremendous big city. Okay. Yeah, of course, are the, the same as you, uh, we are always dealing with the multicultural conversation so maybe if i'm talking with someone from lagos nigeria <laughs> i won't say it's a <laughs> annoying mm -hmm. uh, big city uh, but it is okay you struggle a lot mm -hmm. i like calling it i'm not original mm -hmm. in that sense but i like call, calling it the the concrete jungle as Bob marley okay. explained yeah. okay uh, so you can be really, really well, mm -hmm. but you have to plan and and take the correct decisions because if not, you can be really, really lost. Is it a big portion of uh, Argentinians that live in Buenos Aires? Yes. Like the majority of the population lives there? Actually, this is impressing. Uh, Argentina is the seventh biggest country in the world. And half of the population is living in Buenos Aires. Okay. Wow. In in the Buenos Aires and the big Buenos Aires. Mm -hmm. I I am from the city of Buenos yeah, Aires. Of yes. That is still a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's even a bigger mess. Uh, but when we talk about Buenos Aires as half of the population living there, I'm talking about the whole exactly. metropolitan area, as exactly. you say here. Yes. 
Okay. In terms of, so you said 30 years ago, 80% were sort of Italian, well, had Italian roots. Has it changed now and in which way? Like? Well, it changed um, because in the, of course, that uh, Argentina, maybe anyone can know that uh, it's uh, always in a cre cre uh, crisis. Of course, it's not interesting anymore for Europeans to go there, from uh, North Americans to go there. Uh, so uh, we started uh, having uh, developing people that were already grown in Buenos Aires or in Argentina or having a mixture of other uh, citizenships. Yes. Does everybody in Argentina dance tango? <laughs> no, actually, that's a very, very good question, uh, because I am, I'm always being asked uh, for about Maradona, uh -huh. now Messi, uh -huh. and tango. Okay. And well, uh, you know, I'm not a football fan, so I wouldn't okay. have thought of Maradona. Okay. So tango is beautiful, but it's something that if you go to to Buenos Aires right now, is I might say almost a hundred percent touristic. Mm. Not hundred, because I'm gonna be um, disrespectful with professors mm -hmm. and people that still uh, but 80 percent oh, that's sad to hear for someone like me who enjoys dancing <laughs> of course it's very sad and also for me because i enjoy a lot of heritage and i had the pleasure i have the pleasure that uh, i can remember being with my argentinian uh, no no argentinian mm -hmm. uh, abuelo grandfather uh, that he he was 100 percent argentinian with italian heritage but that's mm -hmm. another story <laughs> Um, and he loved tango and we okay. in his last years uh, when he was already too old uh, one of my passions was being beside him and put just two or three uh, tangos and listening with, with him mm -hmm. and I remember one specific tango that that made him cry because he felt very emotionally about that tango well, can you share it? What was the name of the yes, song? Yes, it, it's um, Noche de no, Reyes. Noche de Reyes. So actually the tango is quite, it was quite bizarre because he was a very simple guy, never in a trouble, but the tango talks about uh, a, a man actually that uh, killed uh, his uh, wife and because he okay. that then he regretted mm -hmm. because he was going to jail and because he, he loved her. But I think that was more related because uh, he used to listen that when he was uh, younger, when yeah. he was yeah. 15 years old. Mm -hmm. So he was more moved uh, about that fact. Yes. But it's always funny when people ask, when I mention this and people ask me, and what was that tango about? <laughs> so okay. kind of suspicious. <laughs> In Argentina, there's a beautiful, well, there's a lot of beautiful era, but is it where there's, um, it goes very close to the uh, so South Pole, right? Yes. What's it called? Patagonia, right? Patagonia, yes. Patagonia, it's actually similar to uh, Switzerland landscapes, to okay. the south of New Zealand. Uh, so lakes, beautiful lakes, mm -hmm. uh, beautiful mountains. We have the second um, highest mountain in the world, that is Aconcagua. Huh. That is not 100% in Patagonia, it's more to the north, okay. but it's part of the same chain yeah. of uh, mountains, uh, and it's beautiful. And we have the the most far away um, part of the continents mm -hmm. in the world, mm, that is yeah. called Ushuaia, it's a okay. city that they call it the, the end of the world. 
Okay. Uh, we even have a vineyard that is called the end of the world. Ah, uh, okay. that is, I think it's the vineyard that is the, the, the most southest, okay. the southest vineyard in the world. Okay. Uh, so have you yes. been around there? Or? I've been around there. I still, I, I never been to the southest point. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, it's international prices. So when I'm, when I'm always living in Argentina, I did travel a lot through Argentina, but uh, that point is always like, oh, I want to go there, and then you check, and the it's too expensive. So yeah. I still yeah. own myself to, to go there. But I've been to Patagonia, to the heart of Patagonia, where mm -hmm. beautiful mountains, lakes are, uh, beautiful snow in winter, summer, it's really nice because it's 35 or, or more degrees, yeah. and you can still jump into the almost frozen waters and, and have a good time <laughs> uh, so yes it's beautiful it must be gorgeous yes and another thing that people i think uh, ask you about all the time or talk to you about is che guevara of course <laughs> of course <laughs> so just earlier you told me somebody said you are like che guevara <laughs> yeah sometimes because i have uh, this style of um, humbly confront situations mm -hmm. uh, I that sometimes it's a problem because I struggle a lot to um, to I don't know to what but I struggle a lot and how is Che Guevara seen in Argentina because is it well divisive or is it considered is he considered a hero or what well, that's a, a really good question and it's very hard to answer mm -hmm. because okay. I like nice answer so <laughs> basically you can find any kind of of uh, yeah. answers uh, what we have in argentina especially talking about buenos aires and i like to say this because sometimes people from other uh, cities from argentina are much more connected with nature and with uh, much more interesting things but uh, those who are living in buenos aires are much more in the discussions and societies and mm -hmm. all that and the, the thing we have, the particularity, and sometimes the problem we have is that you're Italian. So imagine a city where uh, people from Veneto mm. and people from uh, Napoli are living all together. Mm. Who's right, who's wrong? Mm. Neither of them and both of them in some sense, mm -hmm. depending on what do they are saying, of course. So uh, I invite you to go to Buenos Aires and, and stop people in the street and maybe... I think that maybe you will find less people talking bad about him okay. because he's still that proud. I mean, yeah. luckily we had a lot of Argentinians in, in, in the history that were very successful in, in lots of different areas and we try to uh, be proud of it. Uh, but then you still have the people that uh, haters want to hate. So, okay, uh, yeah, of course. It's a big country anyway. So of course. There lots of different opinions. What do you miss most about uh, Argentina? I think that it's something that, like, it's very abstract. I can't put it in concrete uh, things like uh, barbecues, asados, friends, family. But then I re realized recently that maybe that, that answer could apply for anyone mm -hmm. uh, that comes from any other countries. So I think it's more something... Home. Home, exactly. Mm. That's, that's the word. Okay. Sometimes I use too much words and you are much better <laughs> yes, than me. You yes, you Often, yes. So it's home, you know. 
Yeah. Uh, I was in, in uh, Napoli, Naples, mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. the Anglo-Saxon speakers <laughs> uh, recently, and, and I was uh, walking through a neighborhood that they were selling mm -hmm. false, like non, like false uh, brands. Yeah. Like you can find yeah. the Nike, fake, uh, fake Nikes, yeah. 20 euros. And of course, that it's, it's not okay, mm -hmm. but I was smiling at the same time because mm -hmm. it reminds me to my place. Yeah. And maybe when I'm home, I, after some years, I'm saying like, oh, these guys are <laughs> not doing the right thing. But then yeah. you still miss it. So yeah. it's home. No, I know. I I know. I know how you feel. Yeah, it's just a feeling sometimes. Yes. But you did mention Asantos. Yes. No, Asado is an is a incredible <laughs> thing. Uh, because Asado, I mean, uh, not for plan for vegetarians for vegans <laughs> but it's a perfect thing because mm -hmm. uh, it's something that we all do all around the world cooking meeting all together but asado uh, you cannot do it fast mm. you cannot uh, be in a hurry mm -hmm. so to just to explain asado is like a barbecue exactly right? asado yeah. is like a barbecue but it's not the the barbecue that they do in united states mm -hmm. or australia new zealand i don't know here in italy maybe it's kind of the same or not asado is like a, a lot of different cuts mm. from uh, beef from pork mm, chicken if i say chicken someone from argentina listen to this podcast is gonna <laughs> hate me but some people like chicken okay. so you have different cuts that are cooked in different uh, times mm -hmm. so you still need to take a lot of time mm -hmm. if you want to do the fastest asado in the world it mm -hmm. will take you to cook it at least one hour and a half at okay. least because you still okay. need to do the um, the fire mm -hmm. we don't use maybe in some apartments but it's not the, the traditional asado is with fire not yeah. with the gas other electricity yeah. okay so it's uh, the time that it takes is is the time to socialize the time that it takes uh, in general we try to be close to the barbecue uh, so it's kind of connecting with the um, the starts of of the relation with between fire and and human beings mm -hmm. all together trying to talk with the um, the barbecue guy or, or woman and not to leave leave him or her alone yeah. but at the same time he knows or she knows very well uh, his or her duty so uh, he knows or she knows that he he, he or she is gonna eat later mm -hmm. and he's providing a service mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's very nice, and and also you can e make it even last longer. You can mm -hmm. do some cuts or some mm -hmm. ways of cooking that you can start cooking six, seven, twelve hours. I even see some images I I share with you that like a whole cow. Yeah, that it yeah. takes twenty hours. So yeah. imagine that you can even go take a nap. Yeah, and then wake up mm -hmm. and join Keep. again, drink, <laughs> and be part of the south. So it's it's wonderful. And it's a That's tradition great. that it's every Monday, you know, sorry, mm -hmm. every Sunday or every Wednesday. Okay, yeah, you were saying Wednesday with the friends. Exactly. General, I had that tradition uh, back up. in Argentina. It's quite interesting because, I mean, barbecues are, are done all over the world probably, but I think they are specific 
um, to to the southern part of the world, like in Argentina and in South Africa. There also there is a very important like South Africa and Swaziland um, barbecue. They call it braai tradition, and then of course New Zealand and Australia, right? So yes. it seems like it's very common in the southern part. Of I the world. didn't know that yeah, about oh, South Africa. Mm. How is it called? Braai. Braai, but it's a an English word. Sorry. No, I think it. I don't know if it's african okay. so the kind of dutch language or if it's a local i don't know but okay. they call it braai uh, i guess but well, except from the u.s that it's a very big country mm -hmm. uh, but also it's uh, with a very high population i think it's also because of the space we have to uh, yes. to um, even for the, the the cows to be to grow to, yes, grow, to be free true. and also specific about argentina but also i think i know very well australia is the same case and maybe south africa we have a very big extensions of land mm -hmm. that are really really without any mountains and anything so cows there live even better than, than human beings so i think that it's part of the tradition as well yeah yeah um, no that you're right that's a good point how was living in australia and new zealand well it was a uh, very nice in some sense of course that life is Always. not perfect um, but for someone that comes from from south america And when I went to Australia to New Zealand, you can basically look for the job that you want. Mm -hmm. I learned to, I even learned even more because I tried to learn it before, to be respected by people that uh, that I was uh, working for. Uh, like you're not gonna tell me this or that because if not, they can look for another job because it's plain. It's like there's a lot of jobs. There's a lot of jobs available. Mm. The pay payroll are very high compared with other parts of the world, and you can even buy a very old car mm -hmm. uh, and live in your in your car in your van. So mm -hmm. I was working the hours that I wanted in the place that I wanted and and living in front of a lake in front of the beach and wow. going to public uh, toilets, so yeah. I was paying uh, not too much, yes. earning a lot, and living in front of the beach. Yes. So that was revealing. And did you make Australian friends or New Zealand? Maybe not not friends, okay. colleagues, mm -hmm. and they were okay. Mm -hmm. We in South America, I'm talking about South America, you can't tell me how it's about in Africa, I don't have any idea, mm -hmm. but I think that just South America and potentially Africa, which I don't know, uh, we have the race very, the, the level very high mm. about friends, mm. that friends are supposed to be forever and are respected and are uh, joined and welcome okay. anytime. So for me in in Australia New Zealand you can have very nice colleagues mm -hmm. maybe not friends because the, the society is different but I must say that I was very surprised because I thought that it was kind of because of uh, ignorance I thought that it was kind of a northern Europe Germany okay. yeah. like they were extremely I'm sorry about uh, <laughs> Germans but in general society is more closed yeah But then I found that I can still have a barbecue with an Aussie, with a New Zealander, with a Kiwi, mm. and they have a beautiful time, but okay. maybe not friends. Okay. But it's also a bias, 
Oh, no, of course we we experience the world in our own with exactly. our own eyes. And how about the Africa? Well, I never had problems making friends there for sure. Um, I have to say Angola uh, can tends to be Angolans tend to be a bit mistrusting at the beginning, probably because of the civil war history. Hmm. Um, so at the beginning when I arrived, it was a little bit difficult to to get them to talk to me. Not because they were cold, just because they were trying to figure me out. But it didn't take very long. As, as soon as someone decided that I was, <laughs> I was okay, okay. <laughs> then, you know, they opened their houses to me. They were like super welcoming, super nice. It's, uh, yeah. And then when Tozani arrived, he didn't have the same experience as me because then it was me introducing Tozani. So then it do, was do, fine. <laughs> do the audience know who is uh, Yeah, yeah, Tozani? the yes. first episode was okay. Tozani. <laughs> But in general, in Swaziland, South Africa, um, I've never had any problems, even in Angola, making friends. Like, you make friends very easily and they're very warm. And, and that's something that Ozan is actually having difficulties with here, you know? It's, yes, it's, it's a bit it's more difficult here. Uh, people is uh, more cold. And we are talking about Bologna that is still uh, fine, I mean. Yeah. Uh, Well, I actually find some difference be even between uh, South America. I think that people from the north of South America or even ce uh, Central America are even uh, more open mm -hmm. than specifically talking about Argentinians from Buenos Aires. Yeah. I think we are better, not so humble from, <laughs> from my side, but I think that we are better in friendship. But okay. talking about friends, mm -hmm. like those kind of people that uh, you can maybe maybe you don't see them for a long time but they you know them very well and okay. but sometimes we can be a little bit more like with this european north european style of mm -hmm. hey who's this guy who's this girl like yeah what is he or she willing to uh, so it takes more time i think yeah. in buenos aires than in other places yeah. colombians for example Okay. Uh, north of Brazil, in general, Brazil is, is beautiful in that sense. Mm. People is much more open than we are. And you said you've been to Cuba. I've been to Cuba, yes. <laughs> yes. You enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, it was amazing, mm -hmm. overwhelming in all the senses. Because of all these political discussions and talking about violence in Cuba, being a, a, a Latin American, you feel very special because you can go through streets that are without no light mm -hmm. that yeah. for for us you have the perception that it's gonna be um, a risk mm -hmm. and you can still go there with your iphone yeah. uh, take photos yes. no i felt the same uh, as i told you i've been there a few times but it's been a few years unfortunately so maybe now things have changed i don't know but definitely I, I used to go out alone, you know, a woman, I was 20 years old, alone, during the night, no problem, it was very, very refreshing, uh, and especially as I as I just come from Mexico, it's a totally different oh, story, <laughs> so, completely uh, different, I absolutely love, so you know what I mean, in Mexico yes. you can experience some streets, mm -hmm. So you can go to South America. Uh, if you've been to <laughs> Mexico, sure. I was explaining you that, <laughs> nonsense. No, no, but, but it's, it's what, it's, definitely in my dreams in <laughs> in the wish list going all over south america 
So we've uh, we've been doing an MBA with uh, over 20 nationalities, right? Mm-hmm. How has that been for you? I, I know you you had worked in big companies, so maybe you had already had some international, intercultural, like. Um, but how has it been to be with so many different nationalities? No, it's an incredible experience. Mm. Uh, like, I mean, maybe I, I work in, in some very big companies, but uh, when companies are so big, uh, you still have like a very, a, a culture very identified with each country. Here, like, it's a whole new book. I always like to say, uh, that oh this moment is a a, a chapter in my mm-hmm. book when I grow okay. older, yeah. uh, and I must say that this MBA is a whole new book. Uh, <laughs> so it's not even a chapter. Uh, yes. Challenging uh, and a very big surprise. Uh, things that I didn't expect, mm-hmm. uh, and then they happen. Uh, well, nice moments, tough moments, discussions with people. It's already eyes eyes opening that you need to think, mm-hmm. uh, you need to take one more step on the think on the design of your thinking regarding our lessons, <laughs> uh, because you are always used to think like, or maybe uh, he or she had a, a different um, experience, uh, mm-hmm. uh, different parents, different neighborhood. And now you have to add, maybe in his or her country, mm-hmm. is completely different. So it's another filter yeah. you need to, to build. And it sounds really easy when you are about to start that someone, maybe the director, tells you, you need to think that, <laughs> and it's like obvious. Mm-hmm. And as I told you, I'm skeptic. So, ah, okay, yeah, might be easy. Uh, but then when at in every lesson, in every hour, you need to put that filter you yes. say okay no this is a big thing yes for sure the differences in culture is something that enriches us but it also does make dialogue more difficult and working together more difficult so it's important to know how to handle it and, and i know especially many italians are not used to that yet so of course no of course and also the the vision from europe and from uh, north america is always more not homogeneous like thinking that the the thing starts there and ends there so that's why they struggle more okay is there any culture that you're particularly interested in that you would like to explore a place that you'd like to go to now even Argentina has a part, the Andes, mm-hmm. uh, that connects the part that connects uh, Argentina, Bolivia, and Peru, yeah. the Incas heritage, and it's very interesting. I've been sure. there, I've been in the north of Argentina twice, I've been in Peru and Bolivia once, and I would like to to uh, go back. When I went there, I found some similarities uh, with the, my mindset in, te- in terms of beliefs and maybe okay. religion and, and kind okay. of ideology, yeah. talking, uh, talking all the time about the sun yeah. and the moon. Okay. Uh, so I felt really identified. That talking about cultures that I want to know more, cultures that I know, I humbly say that I know a lot, uh, Brazil, mm-hmm. and uh, it drives me crazy. <laughs> Uh, I really enjoy it, uh, and of course that um, 
Africa is a, a big pending, Asia as well. Somehow I'm growing older and I'm much more interested in Africa than in Asia. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but maybe, as I told you, I'm growing older and I say like, no, this is, I, I mean, I still want to learn about Asian culture, but it's much more difficult like, to, to understand it. So it's a completely different story. So I, I had to just put concentrate my energy on, on respecting it <laughs> yeah, and accepting okay. it in some sense. <laughs> okay. Uh, but don't make the mistake to think that Africa is easy either. No, no, of course <laughs> not. But I feel more close to it, okay. that it could be better or could be worse. Um, ah, it's very interesting. It's a big continent. Definitely, and I told you, I encourage you to go for sure. <laughs> okay. And it might, be, it might be very diverse from north for sure. to south. For sure. But sure. how do you start with, Af- <laughs> with Africa? If, if you tell me, if I tell you, uh, Kate, I want to go to Africa 15 days to have a, like a good uh, sensation and to have a, like a fast course about Africa. What uh, would you say? I don't know. It's impossible. It's Africa impossible. is so big. It really depends what you want. Yes. I mean, honestly, if you really want to get into the depths of uh, Africa, like in terms of how difficult life is. For m- I don't know all of Africa, of course. I know only a few countries, but Angola is a great example. And Angola is such a big country. I think there's a, a, at least 50 populations, 50 tribes living within Angola. So if you really, it's a, I know there's other African countries that are like this, but from my experience, you go there, you just travel a little bit off the, be- off the beaten mm, track and you see incredible things. <laughs> and you see wow. things that you didn't even know existed. One time I was going to a community for work. Um, it's a, it was a rural community, right? So of course, mm, a rural village. But all of a sudden, we were going with the car very slowly. We see these people walking with um, arches and bows and arrows. Wow. Bows and arrows. <laughs> and, and I think they carried like an animal on the shoulder. and. I don't know, it feels very weird, you know, (laughs) you never... No, no, it's something that you even don't imagine that it's... I remember uh, that I don't know if it was a true story or or a legend uh, that a couple of years ago, 10, 15 years ago, um, in Brazil, a helicopter approached a part of the jungle that it seems that Ah, it's... Ah, yes, I read that. Yes, and people were trying to... to, uh, shoot arrows, mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know if my English the, is correct, yeah, well. uh, to the helicopter. Mm-hmm. So imagine, it's it's crazy. Yes. Wow. But Africa is, I watched the documentary, I, I'll suggest it to you, I'll send you, but it, it has so many different civilizations and old civilizations that we don't know anything about. So. Well, okay. I'm really interested about the, it's, it's um, something like really, really in the news nowadays. But Sudan, mm-hmm. uh, our friend Tahir mm-hmm. is from there. And every time I talk to him, it's difficult to follow mm-hmm. even the, the conversation. Yeah. Uh, because... There's a book that I read about Sudan that is super good, if you want. Do you okay. like reading? Of course, yes. Okay, that enjoy. book is, is amazing. I mean, it's more about Sudan and South Sudan, like those, those old issues. But it, ha- it helps understand what's going on, for sure. Wow.
Well, thank you. It's been <laughs> it's been a great chat. I know we could go on forever. <laughs> of course, I don't want even to, to see the the timer because for me it was. <laughs> 15 minutes, right? No. Uh, okay, I'll come for the second part. I'm auto-inviting me. <laughs> for sure. Thank, Thank you. you so much for coming. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends. On the next episode, out on the 18th of January, we'll be going to Asia for the first time to talk about the Philippines. In other news... I'll be traveling to Ethiopia in January, so let me know if you want to hear more about my trip. You can get in touch with me on Instagram at Life Around the World Podcast or by sending an email to lifearoundtheworldpodcast at gmail.com. For now, I hope you enjoy the holiday season. Goodbye.